Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to our second episode of the year on the road with Roy and at home with Yadi. I'm Yadi. Morning, family. I'm Roy. Well, um, we are going to apologize ahead of time. We had a guest speaker, and the guest speaker had to cancel on us at the very last minute um, for reasons unknown. Um, we're going to reschedule him for another episode and, you know, then we'll, we'll get the, the nitty gritty and the, and the interesting tidbits of how to protect your finances. So today, what are we going to talk about? We don't know. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Let me see. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is our next guest. I haven't reached out to him yet, but I'm really hoping, I, I don't, I don't think there'll be a problem. Uh, Next show, or maybe this show, we can talk about a little bit is Brandy. Okay. And, and uh, I learned a while back, and and uh, let me know if you have a different opinion. But I was told branding is what people think about when they think of you. What is your personal brand? Right. Right. Which, when I asked someone the other day, when you think of me, what do you think? And they said, "You're Mr. Motivator." Perfect. That's what I wanted. That was the whole thing behind changing everything to Mr. Motivator. But that says exactly who I am and what I do. Right. Right. I went to a, a little meet and greet last night at a cigar shop. Ooh. You tell. Spill. Right. It was cool. Met a really humble brother. Turns out he's a whole coordinator for this huge freaking Indian tribe. Ooh. That is an undertaking. Humble dude. Really humble, right? Uh, kind of remind me of my, uh, my brother Kevin, a friend of mine here uh, in Bakersfield there. You don't see tons of money when you look at him. You see a really down-to-earth guy. But then when you talk to him, you're like, wow, right? And there's something coming up called lightning in a bottle. Some function that they put on where the Indian tribes can come and sell their wares and what have you, and it's a huge function. And as I'm talking to him, he's looking at the guy who I met at a golfing range. I said, well, you mentioned the stage. I'm a speaker. Said, oh, this is the guy you were telling me about. Said, yeah, that's trade info. Right on. <laughs> Your name's getting around. That's fantastic. That's what we want. Yes, yes. And as soon as I mentioned, you know, motivational speaker, he knew who I was. My friend, right? That's fantastic. Which means that whatever it is that you're doing, 
is working for you. You got to keep doing it. Yep, it's time for the next phase of uh, what I'm doing. The, the book is out, the book is done. So now I'm going to start my book, my personal book about it. I've gone yeah. through where we're going. And, and let's, let's show them what book we're talking about so that you guys can go on to motivationalu.com or uh, reach out to Roy directly so that you can get a copy of his book. Absolutely. And if you reach out to, uh, to me or Yachty, Directly, uh, we'll throw in the what's it called, Yadi? The what the, the ebook? Yes, uh, PDF version. There's an ebook, uh, PDF version, and then of course there's the hardback. If you if you want a physical copy, like you're like me, who likes to have a tangible thing in hand when you're reading, go ahead and order that book, and he'll send you the digital version in your email. Right. When Chief says, I'll send you, that means I'm going to say, you got to send it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if y'all don't know by now, I'm the brains behind the operation. I don't know yep. what to tell you. Yep. And I'm smart enough to say, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not even going to try to front. So. But um, before, before you move on, you know, we showed them what the book is. You got to give them a little tidbit of what they can expect in this book, because it's not just, hey, look, I'm in this book. You got to tell them what is in this book. Right on. Uh, in the book, there's uh, 20 different authors and everything in this book. And first of all, you have to be invited to be in this book. It's not just, hey, you want to be in this book. You have to be invited and you have to be OK. You have to be cleared. You have to have your uh, uh, chapter written, professionally written, uh, proof read, uh, professional pictures submitted, the whole bit. It's not just, hey, I'm in this book. It was a freaking struggle. Yeah, I, I can vouch for that. That was a process. Long one. And then it was to get it printed. Before it was printed, people were saying, hey, I want my copy. The publisher was saying, hey, calm down. We're not even there yet. To where I had Jim Brick calling me saying, hey, bro, it's, it's going to take a little bit. We're backed up and this and that. Okay, great. No problem. It got released on January 11th. A week later, over a million copies sold that fast. So, um, and it has to be along the lines of inspiration, motivation, uh, overcoming obstacles, uh, building a better life, everything along those lines. There's 20 different chapters of stories like that. And of course, mine is in there and I don't share it a lot because I focus on the happiness, but my childhood was, forgive my language, but it was shit. <laughs> you know, I normally don't speak like that, but I mean, seven years old getting the snot beat out of me because one of my friends looked at my father wrong. He said, what did you tell him? And I got slapped to the floor. At nine years old, I had an escape plan to escape my house in an emergency to save my life. That was nine years old. Now, at nine years old, I had that plan. When my mother would hang the laundry, I would stage the sheets and the towels so I could weave through them and get out my little escape hatch out the back fence from my father. Because when he was on one, he was on one. And... I had it set up to where I could fit through the fence, but an adult couldn't. So that gave me a few seconds. That's so, smart thinking. Well, we are all resourceful. 
which comes to my next, yeah, right, which comes to uh, my next book, where it's going to be a three-parter, basically, which is also going to be my speech. Uh, number one, um, I look like that happy little kid who lived on the corner, friends coming over, all the bikes thrown in the front yard, but no one saw the hell I went through, so you should never judge a book by its cover. It's one. Two, at nine years old, to have an escape plan, not just to get out of my house, but to get to a safe place, I had sticks and rocks to beat off the winos that lived in the alleys. And I had to stage all this and plan all this. So we are all resourceful. We, are all, we all have that resourcefulness in us. We just have to believe in ourselves and keep moving forward. That's part two. Part three is I was so angry that when I would apply for jobs as a young adult, they would like, I like the way you, you looked me in the eyes. And to them, it was respectful. To me, I was watching to see if they were going to jump. Because if they were, damn this job, I'm going to drop this dude. I don't care how old he is or how young he is. Right? I was 18 and bulletproof. So they saw it as respect. I said, okay, well, you think the way you want. You just make sure you keep it that way. You know what I mean? I met a man by the name of Ed Reed. He's a real estate developer. And as a young age, he made me the operations manager of a major construction company building high-tech labor camps up and down California. He trusted me. He believed me. And I told him the truth. I didn't lie to the guy. And that changed my life and saved my life because it's a few times I wanted to end my life. So the right motivation can not only change a life, but save a life. That's what the next book is going to be about. All right. right? You know, you're saying, you're talking and, and you're describing yourself as a, as a young adult. And knowing you now, how you are now, I can't imagine you being that way, way back when. But then again, we all start at one place. And as we grow, we change. Uh, right. And people will not dream of that was you. Yeah, that was me until I learned until I grew. Yeah. So we have a few comments. Um, Stephanie Waltrip, she says, thank you so much for your help. Jessica says, good morning. Good morning, Jessica. Nice to have you. Uh, I guess Paul was responding to, to our announcement uh, early on in the show. She said, I'm sorry. And yeah. Raul, Raul, Raul is just, you know, he's there. He's supporting us. Right on. Right on. But I just may have a surprise for you later. I'm not going to say anything yet until it happens. For me? For, for me? For everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see here. I uh, Later in life, I, um, what I, put, I got saved. I gave my life to Christ back in 2007. And when I went back to my old stomping grounds and I spoke to people, and I said, no, bro, I gave my life to Christ. I had one dude turn white as a ghost and run away. <laughs> Shit you not. Ooh, it was a, that was the devil telling him, run, 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 because you're next. I had another brother say, yeah, man, I hated you. And I said, then why were you friends with me? Right? This, this one got me. He said, it's better to be the friend of the devil than in his path. The brother called me a devil. That's how bad I was. My street name was Psycho, and I was. I didn't give a damn and didn't care who got hurt or how. 
physically, mentally, whatever. I was angry. Strong as a horse and angry. As uh, One more and then I'll get off the subject. Right. As my son was growing up, he was in high school. Strong dude. Uh, strongest in his school. I showed up and his coach said, hey, you, you can't be here. I, so I just came to bring my son something. That's your son? And he started telling my son things about me. He said, when I saw your dad and his friends, I crossed the street. I didn't want anything to do with them. That's how bad it was. And when I tell people the story, they're like, man, I can't see it. Like, just like you said, I hear it all the time, which, you know, praise God, that's not me anymore. But at the same time, I'm not afraid to walk into a crack house. Hey, who wants to talk about God? Fearless when it comes to doing what God says to do. I'm not perfect. Don't get me wrong. Not even close. But ain't the worst person in the world. Not anymore. <laughs> so Cynthia That's here. sent us a good morning. She said, Roy and Yadi, good to see you both this beautiful Saturday morning. You sound excellent, Roy. Yay. Uh, and anyone that needs motivation, Roy is your guy. I've come a long way with him and I've gone forward with my goals and you're awesome, Yadi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. With all your techniques, yes. I don't know you well, but I wish you much success. And also you, Roy, keep doing what you both do and God bless you both. Thank you, God bless you awesome. too. Love it. See, that's what happens. Today we're like, well, the show got canceled. Look what's going on. Amen. Gotta keep moving forward. Yeah, Cynthia was a... Uh, is a client and she has come so far. She's not interested in being a speaker, not interested in being on the, the screen, at least not yet. She's thinking about it, but uh, okay. she, she has come a long way to the point where people are like, wow, what, what happened to you? You're just, wow. And they're excited and happy and looking at her like, I want to be like you. That's how far she's come. I'm so proud of her. That's fantastic. But that's what it's all about. It's all about helping the next person. Um, you know, oftentimes you wouldn't think that what I do helps the person, right? But what I do is kind of like what you do. I put my client in the forefront and I want you to succeed. And my success, my joy comes from seeing you succeed. Um, because I help in the background like I help Broy. Yes. I let Roy shine. I'm perfectly happy being in the background shine. and let him shine. <laughs> because my goal is to help you move forward in your in your digital presence, in in your branding, all of that. That's that's what I do. I help you be the the person in the forefront. I don't want the spotlight. I don't like the spotlight. Never did. But then again, Roy got me doing this. So, you know, what can I say? You're getting there, Yadi. You're getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> you, want, you want to put me in the spotlight is what it is. Well, take a look, sis. You're already right next to me on this screen. You're there. <laughs> you run, but you can't hide. <laughs> I could <can> try. <laughs> But what you're saying is so true. And I tell everybody, I mean, just like the book, to everybody else, it's a book that I'm in. 
but they don't realize how much you helped me with it. Help me get the pictures. Help me get the, uh, if I needed proofread, I could send it to you. Send it out, put it through Grammarly or whatever you call it or whatever. And just, you know, anything I needed, you knew how to help. So, yeah, you do awesome, awesome work. I can't uh, praise you enough. That's why I'm talking well, to my, my boss. Surprise, my surprise has arrived. All right. Surprise, surprise, everybody. Our guest speaker was able to make it after all. Here he is, Sammy Franco. All right. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Sammy. How is everyone this morning? Super. <laughs> How are you I doing, have, brother? I have the coffee already, so, you know, I'm yeah, ahead of, I'm ahead of the you're, curve. You're one up on me there. That's awesome. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. I've got a lot of sunlight behind me, so I know, I know, but that's good. It's at least it's not dreary, so that's that's a plus. Yeah. Oh my gosh, all the rain that we've been getting over here—it's nice to see some sunshine. Right. I don't know about all the rain now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yadi's in the Dominican Republic, so. Oh yeah, I'm right. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah, I'm 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 smack in the middle of California, so a little town called Fresno, and we got. more rain than we had seen in a long time. Yep. Probably much needed too. Of course. Always, always needed. So I see a bunch of it out here. About you. So what I get to do is uh, is pretty cool, right? So I've, um, a little bit about myself. I'm from Fresno, California, married. Uh, this is going to be my 19th year married to my wife, Rachel. Well, congratulations. Kids. Thank you. Uh, We've got two kids and two dogs. Uh, Our dogs are show dogs. Uh, One's retired. My wife's getting ready to start showing our new dog. And, uh, you know, we we try to keep it, uh, keep it pretty fun with that. You know, dog shows are, are uh, not what they look like on TV, right? They're, they're not glamorous. They're running around and carrying equipment. And, you know, (laughs) what I get to do is more fun than that. So uh, what I do personally, uh, I teach families the rules of money. You know, which is, I think, why we're we're on this thing today, right? So I'm uh, I'm a uh, independent, uh, non-captive, uh, uh, certified financial professional, and what I get to do is take families from a A to Z, or businesses, or individuals who are looking for a little bit more security in their financial life. Okay. So take us through the process so that we can understand a little bit more uh, how is it that you go about making this happen? Well, so uh, what we do is uh, I, you know, I met Roy through social media, right? Uh, I have an office here in Fresno, uh, but when the pandemic hit back in 2020, uh, we had to adjust. So I met a lot of new clients on social media, but basically when we get contacted, it's a feeling out process. You know, this is what we do. Uh, now give give me uh, you know three minutes and tell me what exactly you want out of our meeting today and we go from there usually you know and to my surprise it's a lot of middle aged Americans who uh, are late to the game saving for retirement they're looking for a different financial strategy because what they've bought into for the last twenty years is not what they expected it to be uh, in the end people want more control of their money. And they want to be able to use it the way that they want to use it to be ready for, you know, that that retirement. I always tell people retirement is acquired, right? It's it's earned. It's not it's Absolutely. not just a given. 
And is it even so possible you get, to control that? I'm sorry, say that again? Is it possible to control that? Because when course. you said that, it, it just struck me like, do we actually get to control that? You do. And it really depends on the mechanisms and the accounts and where you put your money that actually gives you control of that money. And so most people don't understand that until it's too late or until they start learning about things from social media or different videos they might see. Okay. So, uh, and what we help people to do is get money in those accounts that do give them control, that allow them the liquidity of their money without any penalties, any taxes, yes. and they allow it allows them to put it places that give them other tax advantages. So, uh, what we what we started doing is helping people transition, basically. And, and a lot of the times, it's in the in in their mid forties, and so it's kind of an awakening that people go through. And, and it's typical because what we're drilled with is this is what you have to do. And this is what it's always been done. Right. So right. we help Stick people break out of that. Don't touch it. Yeah. Or in a company retirement plan, which isn't bad. Right. Company companies offer retirement plans. Uh, but, you know, yes. um, once you're on that path, that's you, you can't really step off. Right. There's no adjusting. So as an example, um, if Roy's my employer and Roy's giving me an option to, to to put money inside this 401k, right? I can do that. But to, if I have an opportunity, an exciting opportunity to purchase a home for rental or to invest in something that's going to explode and make a lot of money, right. I'm very limited as to what my access is and my usage. And there's usually penalties and taxes that come with that. Mm -hmm. right. The notorious 10%. Yeah. Yep. 10%. <laughs> uh, and then if you're, if you're going to withdraw money from certain, you know, that's a, that's a loan from a 401. If I have an IRA or a Roth IRA, there's no loans, right? You can't take right. a loan from an IRA. You just have to withdraw money. And then you get tagged with the 10% and the taxes. So it's, uh, it's, it's a catch 22. And I'm doing something great, but I can't do something better because I can't, I can't access that money. Right. So we help people. We help people put their money in places where they can access it. Uh, they can actually yeah, access it tax and penalty free. And here's the crazy part. So let me ask you this this question, Larry. If you had, you know, money in a bank, and you had the opportunity to use half of it, right? You can take half of it or more, and put it into an investment that's going to make you money. And while that money is in the investment making you money, it's still earning interest at its full value in the bank. Yes. Um, Right. And when people hear that, oh, it's too that's that's too good to be true. Well, it's it's not. And it's using something that's over 100 years old and that was used before any of these other plans are. So that's something called infinite banking. And so what we do is we help people place money in accounts that have been active since 1913. And that's way back when. Right. 1913. And these these companies, these accounts mm -hmm. have made it through uh, the Great Depressions, the World Wars. Uh, the pandemic, everything and anything that's supposed to bring down the economy, it's been through. And they've survived, but not only survived, they thrive. And it's the insurance industry, right? The insurance industry is the biggest industry in the world. So behind every everything is the insurance industry because they insure everything. But the reason they're so strong is because they're they're reserve based lenders, and they you know they they collect premiums, but what they reinvest those premiums into is long term like steady investments, land leases, mortgages, real estate, uh, treasury bonds. And so they have tons of money because they have to be able to, to pay out any death claims. You know, I was just I was at a function last night 
uh, with 18 different uh, providers that we use. We're having a, a big event uh, tonight with 250 agents coming in. We're having this, you know, nice awards banquet for them and things like that. But um, and one of the one of the uh, providers was telling us that that you know when COVID first started, you know, uh, three months in. They paid out a death claim that was, I think, the the death benefit had had gone up to at that point in time. The gentleman had uh, was it four point six million dollars in, in insurance, and they paid it, <laughs> they paid that two months into COVID. So Yikes. people were talking about, oh no, it's you know, insurance, you know, that they will never pay out the claim, and and usually it's because oh my sister's brother's uncle's cousin works for this company, and they said it's a scam. Well, I have a question. Right? I have a question related to that, related mm-hmm. to what we're talking about right now, right? Because you're talking about um, accounts that have been in place since 1913 and they've thrived and all this stuff. Okay, now, and that they invest in real estate and bonds. With this current problem that we have with the government as far as reaching the debt ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. How is that? It's, is it affected? Is it not affected? You know, like explain how, how that plays into this. Okay. So I'm going to go back to uh, something that that was sold as a win to us recently, which is the Secures Act 2.0, right? Mm-hmm. So we go back to the the very first Secures Act that passed, and that changed. That's what allowed everyone to start taking money out of their their uh, retirement plans with no penalty. Roy, right? you remember that when that happened back yeah. in COVID? They right. allowed people, oh, you can take up to hundred thousand dollars out of your 401k. Thousands of people, millions of people went and did it. And I felt like that was a trap. Oh yeah, that was we need tax money. Right, right. right. Tax, we're taxing millions of people on a hundred thousand dollars. That creates revenue, right? So mm-hmm. what happens is now our debts um, is amazingly high, like it always is, because once we took the dollar off of the gold standard, our money was based on debt, right? How much debt? It's like a leverage play. Our dollars worth. Our dollars worth whatever they say it's worth. And so uh, what what's happening now is they're made these changes with the last Secures Act that passed, allowing us, oh, you can you can put more money in now. We raise the limits of the money you can put into your 401k, your SEP IRAs, all of the all of the accounts that they control. Right. And what people don't realize is you have a partner in those accounts and it's not your business partner, it's the government. The government decides how much you're going to take or how much taxes you're going to pay when you need money from those accounts. And people don't realize that. They just they they look at the wins, you know, and so the wins right now are oh they're allowing short-term me to save wins. more, short-term allowing me to wins. save short term wins, right? Yes. So now, the government gets on, you know, someone from the government gets on TV, and talks about uh, what what the plan is, <clears throat> right? To to accomplish, you know, staying under the debt ceiling. One of the top things on their list is increasing tax revenue by forty percent. Oh. So my something that I always say is, you know, it's it's their game, their rules. So when you're playing in their game, they can change their rules at any time. So I can't tell you how many times the, the Roth IRA has been on the chopping block. Uh, the, you know, the 401k uh, standard has been changed. They can change that stuff at any time, right? So that's the first level of control. The other level of control is at your employer, right? They control the plan. They am in the plan administrator allow you to do what what you do inside their plan so when you're in a 401k or a company sponsored plan you don't even own it it's not yours you can't do what you want to do with it because you're 
some you're paying into someone else's plan. So we set up 401ks for companies as well. And so when we set that up, there's no agreement signed by the individual who's going to be paying into it when we set it up until they sign up to, to put money into someone's plan. Our agreement is with the employer and the plan administrator. So if yeah. I go to, to Roy's trucking company, my agreement is going to be with Roy, right? I'm going to, I'm going to place a 401k to Roy's company. He's going to have individuals or principals that pay into that who are his employees. Now, they're going to get immediate gratification with that tax break, right? Everyone says, oh, well, it lowers my adjusted gross income. Right. 99% of the people won't go reinvest that difference. And it's just, the, oh, I get a bigger paycheck. So now you, you're dumping more money into a government-sponsored plan. You're not reinvesting that savings to grow you money. Now you got a bigger paycheck. You're going and putting that money back in the economy. You're spending that bigger paycheck, and you're getting less over time. And right. what most people don't realize is when you break it down and you look at companies that offer a 401k, on average, they pay 17% less than companies that don't. So when a 401k or retirement plan is included in your benefit package or your your uh, salary package, you could have been just taking that, you know, extra money as income and going and investing it in different assets that are flowing you cash. Right. Okay. And so that's, that's the name of the game is, is cash flow because cash, when money's moving, it's making you money. When money sits, it's not making you money. So the average person will get to retirement. What we see with about $200,000 in their 401k, right. Which is enough to maybe get you, well, 4%, right? We, we talk about a safe withdrawal rate, 4% rule. So right. if you're not going if you want if you're going to make that last for your retirement because it's it's at it's it's still they still owe taxes on it. That's a that's a, a target that moves. And uh, they can change the rules at any time, but you can only take 4% if you if you want to keep the principal intact and never run out of your money. So 4% of you know, 200,000 it's not much. It's going to be, you know, 12,000 a year, maybe. Maybe. So you, you, you get to retirement. Yeah. And you see that, oh man, I got this huge chunk of money. But what people don't look at is what kind of income is my money, is my money going to bring me? So we start trying to get people to think about that early. What kind of income is this going to bring me in retirement? And so the 401k is a decent investment account, but it's a horrible retirement account. What's a because better one, in your opinion? So what we love is insurance, right? As as a vehicle to get into uh, real estate or assets that like, you know, and, and a lot of people might think I'm crazy, but crypto is going to bounce back because we're heading towards the digital age. Oh, I right? can't so, wait. <laughs> so when, when everything goes digital, the dollar is still going to be in the mix yeah. because you're always going to have that. Uh, crypto is an asset, right? It's not, it's not a currency yet, but... When you start to, uh, when you have to purchase an asset, what do you purchase an asset with? You purchase it with dollars. And mm -hmm. when you want to sell that asset and spend that money, you change it into dollars. So it's always going to be around. The strength is going to fluctuate, you know, but it's always going to be there. Um, but we, the reason I like insurance, and this is the account that's been around for over 100 years, right? Is you, you can you can stack cash in there, but it's also it, you have to know the difference between an account and an agreement. Right. So an account is your 401k. An account is your bank account. Okay. An agreement is a contract you have an agreement with an insurance company to pay out a death benefit. Right. Well, what comes inside of that is a cash value account. 
right? Inside of that agreement is an account. But because it's inside an agreement, no one can touch it. Nobody. Uh, IRS, you can't get sued for it. Creditors. I say predators because you always hear about people hacking into these crypto wallets and taking money. Yeah. Right. You can't hack you can't hack into a life insurance account. You can't. Because that money is just kept on a ledger inside of the reserve at the insurance company. So it's not in play. They, they they don't they have to keep your money in reserve. So it's an amazing place. You stack it, it it, it grows in its access tax free. So that now I can use that money and I can go put it in real estate. I can I can loan it out. I can become a bank, right? I can be a lender to people who are looking for short-term money, like real estate investors or people who flip homes or anyone who is, uh, you know, an investor. You can become the lender. And right. So now you're you're growing interest inside your policy, and at the same time, you're collecting interest on short-term loans. Yeah, there's a, just a million things you can do with it, but the, what the biggest thing is is you have that control. I could never do that with with an account like a 401k. Hey, Sammy, can you talk about the interest, the huge interest difference between a bank and an insurance agreement? So the bank will give us, well, there's, there's two different types of interest, right? There's simple interest and there's compound interest. So banks will give us simple interest, which means if I put $10,000 in a bank, I'm going to make money. I'm going to make interest off that $10,000, okay? So that $10,000 is going to sit there and it's going to grow me maybe money off of like a half a percent if I'm being generous. Right. So banks will give us a half a percent at the most of simple interest. And so as, at the end of that year, I'm going to get a little 1099 in there in the mail. It's going to say, well, you grew 30 cents in interest this year. Uh, that goes that, you know, you have to claim it, right? 99% of people just ignore it. But the bank will pay you very little simple interest. Compound interest, on the other hand, if I had that same $10,000 and I'm in an account that pays me uh, 10%, I'm going to take that 10% of interest and it gets added to that $10,000. So now I'm starting to earn interest off that bigger amount. So compound interest is when your money makes money for you. So even you start making money off the growth. So the difference can be thousands of percents higher uh, because in, in an insurance policy, let's say we'll start with whole life, right? Whole life is guaranteed return. Mm -hmm. So a lot of companies are guaranteeing you 3% plus a dividend. So with the dividend rates being close to 6%. So if I could have my money in a bank making half a percent uh, and I spend it and it's gone, you know, is that a great spot to be in? It's safe, but there's no leverage. You don't create any leverage with your money in a bank. Or I can have it in an insurance policy like a whole life that's going to net me around 5%. So I'm looking at a difference of half a percent to 5%. Now, this is old school whole life, right? And mm -hmm. whole life works the same way. If I leverage that money and I go spend it somewhere, I'm going to continue to earn interest off of my entire amount. Because here's the thing. You have, you have three things inside of an insurance policy. Excuse me. You have your premiums, which are your deposits. You have your death benefit which is what your family gets when you pass away. But right. the third thing you, you have, which is, a, which is something that comes off of the fact that an insurance policy is an asset is you have the equity or the cash value. So the cash value is the equity or the amount of the death benefit that you're allowed to use. So the reason that I continue to earn interest is because when I take a loan from my cash value, I'm not actually touching my money. I'm getting money from the insurance company. So my money stays in the policy. So if the insurance company gives me half of the value that I have of my policy, 
they're giving me their money. So now there's something in the investor's world called OPM, right? Other people's money. So now I'm using other people's money to enhance my financial situation, but I'm still gaining interest. So I always ask people, when was the last time you went to the bank and got a loan and they paid you interest on the money you borrowed? And they always laugh, Right. right? Well, that's exactly what happens in insurance. So to get back to your question real quick, Roy, in, in an indexed account, uh, it could be unlimited, right? We've had index policies that in an index policy, the difference is you don't just get that guaranteed 4%. They take that guaranteed percentage that they would give you and they put that money inside of an options contract, a stock options contract right. that is linked to your premium. So those can earn anywhere from seven to we've had, you know, 50 plus percent years for some people, just depending on how the index does. So those are pretty powerful. Uh, So the difference in keeping your money from there uh, in a bank to an insurance policy, there really isn't a comparison. Um, There's way more protections inside of a policy. The only protection that a bank can give you that a policy doesn't is FDIC, right? So what does FDIC protect you from? Uh, If the bank goes under, your money can't go away, pretty much. That's the biggest protection that FDIC uh, but I always tell people, what does the I in FDIC stand for? Index. It's insurance, right? So the reason that the FDIC is insurance. So the reason the bank can't pay you a ton of interest is they, that's super expensive insurance, right? So, uh, and and where do the banks place a lot of their money? And most people don't believe this until they see the, the information. Insurance. The use, yep, they put it in life insurance because life insurance is considered considered a tier one asset. And so what a tier one asset is, it's it's something that is super strong, super stable. Uh, and they uh, when banks are judged, the strength of their bank is judged. They're they're judged off of the amount of tier one assets they have. So banks, you know, anyway, you walk into a bank and you see someone with a name tag, uh, that person more than likely has an insurance policy on them through the bank. Right. And we so have people a question. Say, Why on earth? Oh, go ahead. Jessica is asking, and, I, and I'm, I'm guessing this is in reference to when we were talking about uh, making yourself a bank and, and instead of doing the, uh, the regular retirement accounts, right? It says, mm-hmm. can you do that with any insurance or on a certain type of insurance? So the only insurance you can't do that with is term. So there's two different types. There's term, which is temporary or permanent. So the, the, the types of permanent insurance that you can do that with. Uh, it started, you know, that whole process started with whole life, mm-hmm. which are some amazing companies out there, but what, and, and index, so you can do it with an index policy or a whole life. Uh, but the structure of that policy is what's key, right? So if you are uh, getting an insurance policy with someone and they're saying, oh yeah, I, I can do that. I can do that for you, but you can't touch the money for this long or you can't, it's not constructed, right? Or, you know, I'm an, is when you're when you're putting a policy together for banking, you can go one or two ways when you get an insurance policy. You can shop for the death benefit or you can shop for cash value. So when I'm shopping for cash value, my death benefit has got to start really low. So people who don't understand it, they're like, I'm putting in all this money, but I'm only my death benefit is only this much. That's a good thing, right? That's a great thing because that means my money is going to work harder for me in the indexes or in my cash value account than it is paying for insurance. Hmm. So we sell the least amount of insurance possible. But to answer her question, it just has to be a permanent policy. Permanent policy. Okay. Well, Can you- I have one for my kids where it's an it's like it's an insurance policy, but mm-hmm. I pay the premium every month. It gets invested, right? 
it goes up, great. If the market goes down, it's not affected. It doesn't go mm -hmm. down with it. I don't remember what it's called. That's an IUL. When she explained it to me, I love the idea. And so I bought yep. in for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I got to do that for me. Yeah, <laughs> that, that policy that. that you have, they have, it's called an index universal life policy. And so that's what we have for our kids as well. Um, the structure of those policies is what's super important, right? So uh, when you're starting for children, you know, a lot of the times, because ch children have different limits on what you can insure a child for, right? Because at right. its core, it's an insurance policy. And so nine times out of 10, when I'm talking to a parent about an insurance policy for their child, the, the mindset is a little different because now they're thinking about, you know, an insurance policy. Why do I need, why does my kid need life insurance? Well, they don't need it right now, right? What they're using it for is the tax codes, tax benefits, and the growth inside the policy that you can never lose. And that's, so, that's what got me on the hook. Yep. So we want to go with companies where we can start that, that, and I hate to say death benefit when I, so when I talk about kids policies, I say insurance benefit, right? So mm -hmm. uh, that insurance benefit should start somewhere around $50,000 because we're not looking for the payout. We're looking for the least amount of insurance. Now, um, the, if it's an index policy, that's about the lowest you can go is 50,000. Uh, you'll see the, like the old school, like Gerber grow up plans with whole life and things like that. Right. Uh, those are slow growers and they're only meant to get you to about 20 or $30,000 by the time they're 18, which is great because it's a buffer. That's a, it's a stack of cash. The the premiums are, are usually pretty low, um, but it's, it's just an old school whole life policy for your child. Um, but that's a great start too. But the index policies are designed to give you a little bit more flexibility and and a lot more growth over the over the span of your child's life until they're ready to take that over uh so uh, that's a great policy for you to have uh, hey sammy if yes. someone wanted to get a hold of you how would you like them to get a hold of you so uh, i just had uh my new website redesigned but uh, if they follow me the easiest way is to follow me on social media i'll give you guys you guys i don't you guys have my number if you want to display it on the screen you can but okay. um, uh, the the biggest following I have, because I was never really a social media guy, but the biggest following I have is on TikTok. There's a link there in my main page. And that main page will take you to Calendly or they'll take you to uh, my website. And you can see other people in my office that I work with. Um, I run this agency with a partner of mine uh, who I've known, gosh, since I was 12 years old. And uh, we work really well together and we've helped a lot of people together but they can reach me there click they can either call me directly or just click that link and set an appointment so sometimes it gets booked out like two months out so the the appointment part on the calendar sometimes can get a little tough but uh i i like to not leave anyone behind so when i get direct messages or when i get text messages i i will work um you know through the end of the evening if i need to to make sure that i talk to someone What's your TikTok uh, account name? It's at Sammy Franco five. To give so you an idea or, or, or the letter spelled out. Uh, the, the number five. Okay. At Sammy Franco number five. Okay. Hey, Sammy, to give you an idea of how long I've been uh, listening to your TikToks, I've heard a few times how, yeah, someone said you shouldn't, you should make a TikTok because all the information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that came about in 2020, 
right? We yeah. were, we have a great local office. We have an office here in Fresno. And when 2020 hit and the mandates to stay home happened and people were just not coming out and we had to pivot. And so what we were, what we were looking to do was hire a marketing company because I was like, this isn't the face that someone's going to listen to on social media. <laughs> I'm old. I got a beard. I'm hairy. Uh, so, and my buddy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ball. Like we, neither of us were like, there's no way. So we were looking for someone young, you know, who was going to get on and we were going to pay them to make videos. And we couldn't find anyone that can talk about it the way that we wanted them to talk about it. So right. I felt like we were just wasting time. And I said, you know what? My partner's name is David. I said, you know what, David, I'm just going to try it and see what happens. And, uh, you know, I gained, I gained a, a decent following uh, and I started meeting a lot more people who, um, you know, we were able to expose ourselves to as far as what we do. I mean, it, you know, TikTok went from an app that was made for kids uh, yeah. to a, a huge educational platform. Um, and people, you know, always talk about, oh, it's going to get banned. I was I was getting my hair cut the other day. It was during college football and a halftime show presented to you by TikTok. I'm like, man, there's so much money wrapped <laughs> up in this app within the United yeah. States. It's not Every going social media uh, platform started out that way, like, oh, no, mm -hmm. it's this and oh, no, it's that. And then it turned into something that just blew up and everybody mm -hmm. uses it to to market just just to yep. get themselves out there. Yep. So uh, social media has been has been great for us, for sure. Yeah, we've been using StreamYard for our podcast for a while now, and I'm just now starting to see uh, advertisements on Instagram about StreamYard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we we've been thinking about, you know, getting our own podcast going uh, and we just started looking. That's a goal of ours this year. Awesome. And, you know, inviting some, you know, uh, accredited investors on because there's a lot of accredited. And what people don't realize is the, the audience on TikTok usually is is middle America. Right. Mm -hmm. But most people will be surprised. I was I was myself surprised how many multimillionaires are on there because they have no idea what to do with their money. I've come into people who have like two or $3 million just sitting in a savings account. They've got other investments and you know, they're why, uh, you know, I don't know what to do with this or it's people are not educated. I call that stupid and, money. You, yes. you, got so much, you don't know what to do. You use stupid exactly. stuff. Either that <laughs> or they're just, you know, they, they've come into money or they've made money over their lifetime, but they're the first generation that has, right? Cause mm -hmm. I always tell people if you, if, you don't have to come from a wealthy family, but you can change that for yourself. Absolutely. It doesn't mean you have to change who you are, right? But they're just never really taught how to do that. And they, they may be the first generation of their family that really made it, but yeah. doesn't mean they have the education on how to make that work. So now right. they're look, they're out there looking. And, and when you find them on TikTok, I'm like, wow, this is, you know, I'm glad you found me. But the, that, the system of education in America, as far as finances go, has got to be that broken that there's a multimillionaire looking on TikTok for an avenue for their money. And so the, the, what that tells me is either they have seen what's available and they don't like the restrictions or they're looking for something outside of the box that's going to allow them to, to leverage their money. And here, here's the thing where the too good to be true comes in, right? I want to grow my money. I want to have it in a place that takes care of my family if I pass. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able right. to put my dollar to work in more than one place at the same time right? Right. with leverage. And so when you, when you think about that, like if I have a dollar in my, in my, my left hand 
and I can take that dollar and I can go spend it in four places at one time. It's going to be too good to be true. Oh, that's not possible, but it is right. So I can take this dollar from my insurance policy. I can borrow it. And while I'm borrowing it, I'm still getting paid interest on it. Right. And I take that same dollar and I put it in real estate. Okay. Now I've got that dollar working for me in real estate. What do I get when I invest in real estate? I get equity, right? So then I can take the equity that's coming right. off the strength of that dollar and invest in another property or go put that somewhere else. But it all started with this dollar. Right. And so it's called the velocity of money. How long is it going to take that dollar to get from here all the way back around to where I'm depositing it back in here, but it's still out there working? How, how many places can I get that dollar and how fast can it go there? So it's just something that people, it's not really explained to people and it's not taught to people because, you know, we're supposed to put our money where they want us to put it. Bottom line. Or they can use it for their own benefit. Exactly. Because yeah, when you put it in a bank, down here. It, banks so are a business, right? Banks are a business. So when mm -hmm. I put my money in the bank, it's going to go out to about, you know, a hundred different places. And usually before I even leave that door, it's incorporated into their plan that, well, it's going to be in a credit card. You know, we're going to use that money to, to loan out in credit cards, mortgages, car loans. And they don't even have to keep any of it in the bank anymore. There's the reserve standard is down to zero. They can invest a hundred percent of our money if they want to. Right. So why can't we do the same thing and make and it we work should the, same be able to do the same thing? Yep. So all you have to, all you have to do is find an account that works off of leverage and you can have your money as a placeholder earning you interest, but go put it to work in multiple places. That's exactly what bank does. Fractional reserve banking, right? But we can do it for ourselves with an insurance policy. So banks use insurance policies uh, and they use that to fund all of their pensions, all of their employee benefits. So if they can do that, why can't we? If I can sell you the same insurance policy that they use. And if they're able to do that, why can't you? What, why? It's not just because they're a bank. It's because they understand it, right? right they have right. an account it's where just they education. can. You just exactly. got to be educated about it. Yep. If I can stack money inside of an account that has all those protections and on top of that, it's got all of those, those tax benefits. Right. I can access it tax free. It passes to my family tax free. Right. It accumulates money tax free. And what does the bank do in real life? They take that money and they pay employee pensions. Well, why can't I make my own pension then? Why can't I have a policy that does the exact same thing that it's doing for the bank and just do it for me and just right. cut out the middleman? So that's exactly what we do. And so when, once people can grasp that, like, OK, well, I think I can trust this process because Bank of America, Wells Fargo have billions of dollars in cash value assets. So, I mean, when you think about that, a, a bank is smart. They're not in the business to lose money. So one, they have to put their money in assets that are safe. Two, they, they take risk. So those the risks they take are loans, right? Because what happens to people often is they default on loans or the pandemic hits. So what gets let go is bills, right? Uh, well, yes. I can't pay that. I need to pay my mortgage first. Uh, that personal loan I have from the bank, that's secondary. So that's, they take counterparty risk. Their, their risk is count. If they're counting on that person paying that loan back. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Then you have credit, you know, you, you get hit with creditors. So you put your money in a policy, but you need, but once you get in a policy, it, mm -hmm. it goes farther than that. You have to be educated and coached through how to use it. So right. 
most but people that's, can that's an ongoing process. I don't yes. think that it's like you you get them to buy into what you're telling them is going to be good for them, but it's also like a relationship where you know, you're not only telling them, hey, this is the best way to go, but then along the way, you're giving them advice as to, hey, this is how this can work for you. This is how you can use it. This is how you can, you know, uh, maximize it. It's not just wham, bam, here you go. I'm done with you. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't, it won't work because no. you have to understand how to use it, right? Because you can lapse a policy for using it the wrong way. You can, it can be, uh, it's just like any other tool, right? If I, if I give you, a putty knife and tell you, hey, can you go hammer those nails in? It's not going to work <laughs> nah. right, for building a home, right? But right. if I give you a hammer and they say, hey, can you go? Can, this is how you, this is how you hit the nail. This is how you we put these boards in. This is how we're going to build this structure. Right, teach them. Teach you how to use that hammer. Then you can go build several homes, right? So it's just about education. And so once people are educated on how to use a tool, they they're going to keep using it, right? So there's. It's just forming a habit, right? We use a fork to eat because that's how it was taught to us. We use a cup to drink out of because that's what was taught to us. We put our, our money inside 401ks because that's what was taught to us. Right. But if they start teaching different things and different methods, what does that do for the government? It lowers you know, their tax think, revenue. I think it would have been nice income. if they would teach some of this, maybe not the whole spectrum of what we're talking about right now, but at the very least, give us an introduction in high school because these 18 year olds, you know, a lot of them will either leave the house thinking, I'm just going to get a job and I'm going to be okay. Not mm -hmm. realizing that there are other things that you did not learn in high school that you're going to have to lead with as you get older. So uh, an introduction of this would have been perfect in high school. Exactly. Well, they so teach you about 401ks in high school and they teach you how to apply for student loans in high school. Right. So right. They because they want you to go in debt early. Teach you right. to, about how how to start putting money into their control, mm -hmm. right. and and how to how to how to be in debt to them, right out of high school, right? They'll right. they'll, they'll so have a we, we need to we need to curb that. We need to we need to supplement that or uh, give them an alternative. Is hey, don't go into debt. Do this instead. Yep. Do you do yeah, that, Sammy? That fantastic. Was that right? Do you do that? Do you uh, when someone comes to your office, do you help educate them? Of course, we do. Uh, financial literacy webinars all the time and so nice. what we do is and we invite parents to bring their kids nice. so what we do is we show them exactly you know how the entire financial system works including this so it's not just a hey, come here we're going to sell you an insurance policy they can come and take take advantage of and they're free right so financial literacy zooms are free awesome. so uh, if they take advantage of that and they don't buy a policy from me i'm okay because that's what we get. We get compensated by insurance companies to educate, right? And if we place someone in their policy, then they compensate us a little bit more. Nice. But we we are educators, and so what happens there is a lot of the times, you know, people who are educators in an insurance industry they get they get hooked on the the dollar just like everyone else, right? And they're only out there to sell, and so there's that's you know the insurance industry itself has a stigma, right? Uh, because there's a lot of bad agents. There's people who are put into products that weren't right for them. You know, we go through right. a suitability process of, you know, what's in their best interest, all of that stuff. And so, yeah, we do that. We invite families in, we, we give them free financial education. Uh, we show them things that we can help them with. And if, if it fits for them, then great. We're doing business. If it doesn't fit for them, 
you know, hey, thank you for for joining us today. If there, if you know anyone who could benefit from this information, send them our way. We'd love to help them. Yeah. So I was I was reading a book. Um, it's called Building a Story Brand. And at the very end of the book, there was this, you know, questions and answer section. And, and one of the top questions was, how much free stuff do we give away? Like free information. Um, and you're, you're, you're the perfect proof of that is as much as you possibly can, give it away. Give it away yep. because ultimately with that information that you've given away, it's going to come back to you later on down the road. Because um, I'm, I'm learning now that the... The way to to make make it in the business when you're trying to help somebody is help them now and you'll reap the benefits later. Yep. What you put out comes back. Right. right. So if all I ever put out is, you know, business, then you know it's gonna limit me. But if I put out good stuff and good karma and good energy, that's all gonna come back. Right. And with I've a sincere, it. with a sincerity of I want to help you. Yep. I want to help you succeed. Not, I want to make a buck. You're yeah, gonna make and, the and, bucks later, but just help them first. Yep. Reap what and, you and sow. A lot of that comes. I'm sorry, Roy. Go ahead. We reap what we sow. Yep. A lot of that comes from personal experience too, right? So people yes. who have people who suffered loss. You know, like my wife and I used we used to own a restaurant. We owned a business for three years here in Fresno, and uh, we had a partner that it just doesn't. It didn't work out. Right. With long story. It's a long story, so we'll keep it short. It didn't work out. Uh, in the process, we stepped away from it. We lost our home. We lost our, we had no income. We, right. we had a, a reset. Um, and working back from that reset, you know, I always say there's there's no bigger teacher than life experience. And so when I was able to get to a place where I could help people prepare for that kind of situation uh, without having unprotected assets like a home, right. your, your uh, primary residence uh, linked to the business right that was that was a horrible suggestion that our partner made uh because when the business went so did we, so did our home you know so being able to, to 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 teach people from life experiences from someone who's been you know up here way down here who's worked back in and you know it's huge uh and not only just in the financial aspect but in you know it's a powerful lesson to learn in you know recreation Right. So where you find someone who is 30 or 40 years old um, who feels like they may be like, I don't know what I'm doing with my wallet. It's never too late to recreate what you're doing. Right. It's never but too late to change your mindset. It's easier when you have a guide. It's yep. easier when you have a guide to tell you or to show you the way to recreate yourself. Mm -hmm. yep. but and so I use this industry to do that. You know, and when I first got into it, I was skeptical. I was like, well, you know, is it one of those things? You know, or what do you? What am I doing here? And when I got into it, I loved it, right? So, um, we didn't. We kept our, our office pretty small, um, but we would get flooded. Uh, I did, you know, in my inbox every day. Hey, do you mentor? Do you do you bring people to work with you? I've been licensed for twenty years, right. and I haven't heard anyone talk about this stuff the way that you're talking about it. And it intrigues me. I want to work with you. And a lot of you know, for the first year or so, I was like, no, you know, I was super busy writing business and, and helping people already. And then uh, my mentor is like, well, you know, if if we can bring some of the people who really want to do this along with us, then we can help that many more people. Right. Time to and transition so, into another path. Yeah. So now we now we we started mentoring uh, people about um, maybe about a year ago now, and so we've got people we're working with all over the United States who we we train and we you know we mentor virtually. Then we've got a lot of people here 
uh, in the United or in California in our area that we do in person. Uh, we'll also travel. You know, I've got a, a gentleman who lives in Vegas, but he's got a huge following in Hawaii. So I'm like, this is going to be a fun one because eventually we're going to end up taking a trip to Hawaii. Right. And we're going to get to go help him establish his office there. So uh, it it's it's something that has changed. Uh, it changed my life completely after I had what I thought was the biggest failure ever. Right. So um, I experienced that failure for a reason. I 100% believe that because now it's gotten me where I was intended to be. Right. That restaurant yeah, that we known was never going to accomplish yeah, what we wanted it to accomplish. It never was. Uh, because one, I was in the restaurant industry my entire life. So when you're in the restaurant industry, for some reason, the goal is, hey, I'm going to own my own restaurant, right? That's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to make my money. And then until you are in it and you are the you are the restaurant now and you're there 24-7 like you didn't think you were going to be. Right. You realize how many moving parts are there financially and how small the profit margins in it profit margin is in these big restaurants. I'd have to own three, four or five restaurants in order to, for me to, to be living the kind of life that I thought it was going to give us. Right. And so like most people, I, we felt that restaurant was going to be our retirement plan. We could either sell it or pass it on to our kids and they can operate it. No, it's a mistake that a lot of people make. And right. so, you know, that leads us back to education. Right. Well, Sammy, I, I tell you what, you have given us so many juicy nuggets to to, you know, get our finances in order and to be able to, you know, do something better. And I think that the path that you've taken is fantastic. I am so glad that Roy introduced me to you because uh, now I'll be following you on TikTok Thank um, you. so that we can go ahead and continue to be educated. And I will probably be giving you a call because I need to get one of my own IULs for me and, and do some things uh for myself. So I think this is going to be a fantastic working relationship. I, it was I think great so. having you here. Thank yes, you for thank having me. I'm glad I was able to, to finally make it on. Oh, <laughs> we are too. <laughs> we are thank too. you, Sammy. We thank wouldn't you, have been able to relay the information as best as, as you did. You made it so easy to understand. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm happy to do it whenever you guys uh, would have me back. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you and and yes, and I'll be calling you too, brother. All right. Yep. Sounds good. Thank you for everyone that joined us. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, I'm Yadi, and I'll see you on the next one. I love you. So do I. You got this. <laughs>